Hello, hello. Welcome to week 10 of the NFL season. We are officially halfway through now and the picture isn't any clearer. Who's going to make the playoffs? We don't really know, but we're going to try and give you some understanding with a big episode here. I'm Homie, and as always, I'm joined by Caddison. How are we, buddy? Good, mate. Good, mate. I, I'm noticing that every episode we call it a big episode, but that's just well, how the, the NFL plays out. Yeah, should we should we re- review that maybe? We'll just say. Maybe. This it, is a huge hmm. episode. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to get more. Okay, we'll go to the glossary of terms and we'll yeah, get, get some the, more. Get the thesaurus yeah, out. We don't want to get repetitive for our people, but we will try. We will there try. is some repetition in this episode. Yeah. We'll tell you who's still doing the same thing. Uh, but to start off a different, I'm, I'm gonna. We're halfway. Yeah, we, we need some halfway awards. So, yeah. oh, all right, speed round, cat. This is going to be quick. Okay, Offen- midway offensive player of the season. Go. Well, I'm going to slow it down. Is it who we think's going to get it, or who I want to get? Oh, it? now we're going into the details. <laughs> it's rules? just it's the, it's your personal preference. My personal preference is uh, AJ Brown here. Like you can pick yep. a quarterback and stuff, but looking at the records, there's been a running back wide receivers recently. Cooper Cup and Jefferson got the last two. I like AJ Brown for making the difference in games. Yep, perfect. Defensive player. Oh, Miles Garrett. Amount of yeah. spoils for the Browns. I think that's just a he's yeah, that's a clearly key. on his own. This one's probably too easy, and I shouldn't even ask it. Rookie of the midway, mid-season. Boba? No. It's got to be a quarterback. Uh, CJ for sure. He's, he's outside yeah, of this all. He is yeah, a he's killing it I think you could nearly pen him in, I reckon, even yeah, if we yeah. stop right now. Oh, after uh, that last game for sure. And um, comeback player of the mid-season so far. Who have you got here? It's tough. Mm. You think that the NFL for the narrative would want to go with DeMar Hamlin. Because what that's is, what's Cad's narrative? It's not that because I don't think he's made the biggest impact. Right, it's, coming back. it's an achievement he came back for sure. It is, a hundred percent. Um comeback player. Uh, they love quarterbacks. Yep. They love quarterbacks yep. in this one. I don't mind Tua in this yeah, one because it is a giant leap for what he's done. Um, beyond that, what about our boy? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I, I would. I'd put my um, vote towards Dubs. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, I don't know if he could. All. I don't know quite if it's a comeback because you. No, because he, he's doing yeah, the same thing he yeah, was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. They should have a, their own award for him. Like I, I, just, I, actually, I think it's too early to call because he's had one excellent debut, like with yeah. the Vikings. And if he carries the Vikings into the playoffs, oh yeah. Give him the yeah. chocolates for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If he goes all the way, he's they're definitely, definitely, he's a front runner. I reckon yeah. that's a good one. Well, there might be one other potential comeback story. Carson Wentz has been traded to the Rams. <laughs> he rears his head every year. That <laughs> yeah, <old> Carson. <laughs> and we're, we're thinking, wait a minute, guys. You told us the trade period's over. No, no, they've they've delisted and uh, got him in that way. So yeah, got yeah. Him around the back and yeah. Carson Wentz is, I don't know, there's a class of people out there like Sam Darnold, the uh, Red Rocket, uh, who's at the Panthers at the moment, uh, and it's just, he keeps coming back. And yeah. I'm, you know, you're not expecting to see anything incredible. You're not expecting to see anything amazing, but he's solid. Sure. I, I just imagine there's this room like of all these older quarterbacks just like, 
in freeze dry uh, storage. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like your your team goes down there and swipes in, and it's like, oh gosh, all right, who have we got? Opens yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's cobwebs. They wipe through the cobwebs, <laughs> and then it's just like, oh well, all right, Wentz, come on, buddy, come on, we need someone at the Rams. You see that ripping guy we had? Oof. No, he's good gone. Enough. He's yeah. not good. Uh, come on. We need yeah. a bit of, bit of substance. WD-40 your joints and yeah. come and yeah. throw it a cup. For oh, a thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And then that's it. But uh, that's enough of that. Let's jump into... There was a game, so let's review that. All right. Over to the recap of Tuesday's game. Where This is a game that I think... Both winner and loser, homie, can't really be proud of what they uh, did. Uh, I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our listeners was uh, was writing to us and said, this is one of the most uninspiring games I've ever seen. And, and I feel that sentiment pretty damn strongly, being a major fan of this team. So the Chargers beat the Jets 27-6. Well done to the Chargers, of course, for getting the W. Uh, in what we hoped would be a close game... Um, Unfortunately, was it? There's a bit to pick out and assess in this game and, and see what we learned, homie. Chargers, I'll start off with. They won this game on defense and special teams. 1,000%, that's what we saw. 100%. And what a surprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The two elements that we really didn't have going at mm. any point in the past few seasons. Game kicked off strong with a punt return straight to the end zone by Darius Davis. Defense held strong, limiting the Jets to only two field goals. And eight sacks on Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. yeah Huge scorecard for the defense. Field day. Mm. And, the, and the positive from this is, yeah, Chargers defense, historically poor, but awesome showing. Both offenses, on the other hand, looked dismal, and it was kind of difficult oh. to watch. Uh, Herbert had another bad week, only 50% completions, uh, only 136 yards, I think. Keenan Allen, got to give him his chocolates. Oh, what a catch. Yeah, what a catch. And the catch that got him 10,000 yards in his career, which is... It was incredible. It was, it was epic. Um, and I've got to say, positives. Eckler is, you know, he's back. He's got this solid receiving role and a running back, scored two touchdowns. He's back to single-handedly winning the Chargers games again, which is what got us through last yep. year and actually yep. got us through to the playoffs. Um, but to be a downer on it all, as I'm going to be with the Chargers, uh, which I rarely am, it came up so clear that Keenan and Eckler are our real guns right at the moment. Justin Herbert's just not in the groove. Keenan's getting old, as we talked about when watching the game together. Mm. And Eckler's contract is up next year. And he's obviously not, you know, super happy about how everything's going after the last running back negotiation. Just seems like the best parts of our game right now could very much fade away <laughs> within about a year or so. I'm not worried. Like it was a, I like this quote um, that someone had. It's like uh, the LA, the LA Chargers went to New York and had a shopping spree. We just this went over. The defense went out, got all the chocolates, mm-hmm. and we got what we needed, and we got back. It's like it was what we needed from them. I'm not too. It's like, technic- It's right in like a short term thing. You you got the win, but what. You know, we're looking for is like, okay, we're halfway through the season. Let's see something really good. And what we saw is the defense playing really well. Yeah, but that that was our that was our critique on the Chargers. So we've seen them work on. Obviously, their focus has been defense all week. So it's like mm. if you can see that that was the game, 
And we saw it was an inept New York Jets is more my concern. Yeah, like, worst defensive a, effort they've had all season. And their defense. Yeah, they're, they're still a top 10 defense, but it's like, I'm not too phased. It looked like Herbert was just out there watching the yeah. show. Like, <laughs> he was just like, I'm not willing to do the work. I feel like we have saw we saw a re- punt return in the first minute of the game, which sort of killed the game. It was yeah, like, it really did. I, it, I saw that yeah. and I was like, oh, we're on. Show yeah, and then, so, <laughs> I was like, and then it felt like just everyone was like, well, that's too hard a basket. We're done now. And it was just, <laughs> it was like, I, I just thought it was like, I thought it was. I saw what I needed to from the Chargers. Mm. Let's get to this week and see what they happen. To I'm get not to, satisfied. Uh, I need uh, to see Herbert get better. <laughs> back right, to okay. his back to you, his plague. Do you want to just tell the people it's because you got him on your fantasy team, all right? I'm Eckler, so I've got no problems with this outcome. No, not you know? at all. I, I honestly, I couldn't. I could throw Herbert out of the the team. I just, I love him and that offense when they play well, and we haven't seen it. Um, I was so happy to see Eckler come back, but I just want to see Herbert back into the game because then, then you know, maybe we have a positive winning season. Um, but that's, you know, nine points came from Dicker the kicker. Always happy there. Yep. <laughs> He's going on efforts of Justin Tucker levels just to keep the game afloat. So, yeah, we got the dub for sure. Jets, I don't know what they're doing. I think Robert Sala sees a lot that needs Ooh. to kind of happen there. <laughs> That post press conference was not nice by him. <laughs> <laughs> not and, a good uh, report card for the fellas. Oh dearie me, dearie me! All right, Cad, let's move into the week ten games. All right, we're going to start with our headliners. Um, Cad, what have you got off the start? What have you? There's a few tasty, tasty treats in this week. This is one of the tastier ones that I think you and I had a look at because oh, this is good. Jags. Versus 49ers. And yeah. both teams fresh from the bye. One's trending up really strongly. The other is seemingly having this fall down the ladder and we don't know how brief it'll be or if this is a sign of things to come. Um, but the Jags going up against the 49ers in Jacksonville. So home game for the Jags there. And this is one of, I think, three tests for the Jags to assert themselves as this deep playoff candidate. You know, Go beyond the wild cards and, and actually threaten the top teams. We've got the 49ers this week, then the Bengals, and then the Ravens in December as well. So they're big, big tests. And big test. They, they've had they're at the top of their div. They're six and two above the Texans. They've had a pretty easy ride so far, um, and they did go down to really what I think is their only strong uh, opponent, which is the Chiefs, which is seventeen to nine. Offense is playing really well. We've loved seeing ATN play and Trevor Lawrence fielding it to a range of receivers. Um, the offense, however, has let Lawrence be sacked. I didn't know this nineteen times this season. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good <laughs> yeah. one. And yeah, and against the 49ers, who have a, a range of threats on that uh, defensive line and the middle yeah. linebacker, oh. it's, it's a scary thing. And, to come into. and they've added Chase Young. Have you have you seen him? Yeah. What a what a specimen. That- yeah, next to our favorite specimen, Nick Bosa. <laughs> oh, he looks huge. He looks like a monster. <laughs> uh, you can't believe that they've done that. So. No, it, it's just compounding on that team. And I think the concern for the 49ers here is they're on this you know, three-game losing streak. They lost to the Browns, the Vikings, and then had a decisive thumping from the Bengals. They've scored exactly 17 points in all three of these games, uh, which is vastly different to the 30 and 42 points we saw in September. Clear issue on offense here. I think Purdy's throwing more intercepts than touchdowns at the moment. 
Debo Samuel, you've you know raised the question: Is that deeply impacting Purdy's game and his options to to move the ball? Um, do you, what do you, do you can you think of any other answer here that why these 49ers are slowing down? Oh, I just think they're a bit banged up. Like the bye couldn't have come in a better moment for them. They mm. just they just look tired. I think they just needed they needed to freshen up, get their get things back in line. I think Purdy will be better for it. He's been carrying something for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think it's they needed to freshen up. It might negatively because they're both coming up the bye, right? So yes, yeah, both fresh so, off. So I worry about the Jags. They had good momentum, right? They, they're coming in maybe a bit too comfortable to the bye. Yeah, yeah and it's just like. I would have loved if if they'd met without the buy. I think you could definitely. I'd, I'd find it hard to go with the Niners, but because mm. because of, of the freshen up, I think. Ooh, we're on here. We're <laughs> on a hundred percent. Exactly where I'm at is we don't know if they fix their issues because the bye week just you know I kind of did the refresher at the top of the review because you forget what's happened just when we last saw them and. Everything's so week to week right now, but if Shanahan, one of the best coaches in the league, you know, if any coach could do it, it's him. Um, I really don't know how this team's going to come out. Are they coming out firing? Is that the power of the bye week in a great team? Um, I think at the end of the day, it's about seeing where the Jags' ceiling is. Yeah. Seeing where what their potential could be and if the 49ers have fixed their issues. I think it'll be a tight one. I'm looking at like a three points like a field goal so. difference between this team. Yeah, we hope so, like, yeah. for sure. Um, so far, I'm looking at the Jags, um, looking for the positives. I know the 49ers are strong, and I never feel good about tipping against them. But where are you at, homie? Uh, I'm sitting with the 49ers at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the freshen up is all they needed. I think Debo's been practicing. Uh, I think they'll be at full full list. I just think, and they've added Chase Young. I just think those little elements. It's hard to go against a juggernaut like that, you know. Like it, it can't just it, be the end of this team. And I think the hardest thing is the Jags with a which a much easier div. Mm. You sort of don't get as much reference points. Like yeah, they're on a streak. Yeah, it's, it's just the Chiefs is all I've seen. That, yeah, that, and it's comparable. It, so you sort of want to you want them to win this game to know that they're in that class. So mm. I hope they do. But I'm going with the 49ers. All right, moving on to a game you probably wouldn't think was in this segment, but uh, I've got the Cardinals versus the Falcons. And it's before, an interesting call. Uh, You've elected for this one too. Yeah, I know. And, and thinking I've pushed the Bengals and the Texans out for this game. <laughs> you're thinking, Harvey, you're go- you're you got to get your you got to get your life together, buddy. But uh, give me a moment. Give me a moment. No, no, let, let the man <laughs> cook. Yeah. <laughs> So obviously, head coach Jonathan Gannon, he said Kyler Murray's playing this week. Mm. Now, apparently he's been ready for a couple of weeks now, which is a strange thing. So one again, why? Yeah, he's been trolling. He's been trolling the PlayStation. Don't worry yeah. about that. Uh-huh. But they're talking up his leadership. They're saying he's a great player. They're saying he's the player of old. I've got real questions here. Why are they rolling him out? All right, let me give you the number one draft picks as we stand for 2024. The Cardinals have the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Behind them, Panthers, Bears, Giants, Patriots, all on two and seven. Why are they risking this, Kat? 
Why are they risking winning? <laughs> yes. I just, I don't, I, this is a real... I, so, I think it's because they spent far too much money on Kyler Murray and they're trying to dig this out. I don't think it's the smartest move by any means, but I don't mm. think the Cardinals have been making smart moves like paying Kyler that amount of money on his contract when they knew he was an unreliable quarterback who wasn't working for the team. I think they're trying to dig themselves out of this hole. Maybe they're looking at the draft and saying, there's actually an extra component we can to we can get to get Kyler to a spot. I know if it was you or I, we trade Kyler if if anyone will take him, and then we pick up a quarterback at the at the draft next year. I could only think that they're trying to show the market that he's got some value. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of, and it's just like. I just putting him out for audition, basically, <laughs> like a show pony. Yeah, and I don't, and it, and it's a, but it is a great game t- to have picked to bring him back because you, you're facing the Falcons who are in, in my opinion, all over the shop. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like you know they've gone. You, uh, the Falcons lost to Dobbs last week, and he's kind of our. Dobbs, right? Like he was, <laughs> like he was ours, and yep. so if if they could beat you, to be fair, then, Dobbs was everybody's. <laughs> yeah, then we could beat you, right? So it's yeah. like uh, I, I'm nervous. I don't know what the Cardinals are doing. I'm going to watch this with curiosity, but I also love the Falcons. Must be freaking out right now because if they go down <laughs> the Cardinals, and I, I've got something for you, Cad. Uh, Arthur Smith, the Mo's gone. Yeah. Yep. He shaved it off. So he's listening. He's listening yeah. on side fun. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what's coming. So he has definitely shaved that mo off. Uh, even his son was trolling him. I don't know. There's a video of his son. I think it was his son. It could be a fake. But anyway, it was his son saying, uh, who am I going to put on the field? B. John Robertson. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. But he was dressed up like. <laughs> yeah. He's dressed. And it's like everyone is. Oh. This will be this will be a train wreck of a game. I, I'm but, actually I kind of want the Cardinals to win, and I yeah. never thought I'd say that, especially with Kyler. I just I just don't understand. But yeah, <laughs> who, who up- are you going with in this game then, homie? I'm going with the Falcons, but there's an upset on the cards. It's mm. like there is the a cards. yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't <laughs> even know. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, moving on. Over to SoFi Stadium in LA, we have the Chargers going head-to-head with the Lions. Now, homie, you've specifically asked me to do this review. Um, yes. Despite my comments earlier, these are two teams that we love, and I'm excited about both teams here. And I recall, homie, you feel great hesitation against picking against your favorite team, the Chargers. Yeah. In terms of in the tipping comp, I've got no problem with like assessing them and mm-hmm. saying that I don't think they're going to win, but tipping-wise... I go them every time, except when they play the Chiefs. But every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then your tipping can't be as good this year as it's normally. Been. It's not going to run, but um, I want you. So I've asked you to convince me why I should pick a team that has not won their division in 30 years over the Chargers. Okay. Give it, give it to Is, me. Okay. Well. I've already given you my thoughts on the Chargers yeah. at the top oh, of the show. So, you've already so, turned me already. have <laughs> zero short term. <laughs> Basically, to recap, QB and the receivers are struggling. The defense played great, but generally we haven't seen them do that in repeat times. Eckler and Keenan, single reliable weapons we have, unless Herbert is on that day, which we haven't seen in a little bit. Going to Detroit, the Lions went into their bye week 6-2. and two. They're coming out fresh, mm-hmm. which is one thing as a worry. 
Um, they didn't let the crushing loss to the Ravens get them down. They bounced back very quickly. Uh, of course, it was against the Raiders, but it was a very decisive win there. The Lions' defense has been excellent this yep. year. One of the best we've seen. They're consistent in stopping teams on third down, has a top 10 run defense, um, and they limit teams to 76.8 rushing yards per game on average. Their QB pressure is incredible, uh, and they limit the offensive potential of any team. These are like the key components to shutting the Chargers down, who, who rely on Eckler so heavily, who really only have one receiver. If we double-team Keenan Allen, things are a bit tough, obviously with the injuries of Mike Williams um, and I think Josh Palmer. Yeah, he's out. He's also uh, out at yep. the moment. That's the defense. Offense, on the other hand, posting great numbers. Armand Ross St. Brown put 100-plus yards, five of the last seven games I think he's played. Jameer Gibbs had a breakout game, and I believe David Montgomery might be returning. Yeah, he's a good chance. So he'll play that bang him up role. So yeah. If, but they're saying pretty much he'll play. I, I want to see the Lions do this dual threat running game that we saw from the Cowboys last year with Pollard and Elliott, where it was just like punch, 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 keeping the running backs fresh. And they can do that with these two players who can both put up 100 yards and a touchdown in each game. Um. I really, I really like the Lions. I know you and I both do. There's a lot of love there. But I was going to say, if that matchup just hasn't swayed you, you can just tell the two different energies on these teams. You know, the Lions are built oh. up. They want to bite your kneecaps off and win. They're the underdogs. And the Chargers are just kind of like floating apathetically Inept. in their current <laughs> team situation. It's just, It's a bit more dire that they've been doing this for a little bit um, and haven't had that resurgence of, of energy. So... You know, no one likes picking against their team, but analytically, I've got to go with the, the Lions here. Yeah, the, the Lions are the most rounded team at the moment. Like they uh, Next to the Ravens, I think. Yeah, they got banged up. Yeah, they got banged up a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, it's going to happen in the in a season of the NFL. And it's like, it's no concern there. But you, I liked your comments about, like, look at, I, I, as you just said, I was thinking about the two coaches in, in parallel. And I was <laughs> yeah. just thinking. <laughs> How could I support the Chargers against the Lions? Like, what a, you've got one team just trying to bust through the door and the other yeah. just holding on for dear life and someone will drag them through. Like, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Yeah, so uh, you've yeah. convinced me I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be tipping the Lions as well. Ooh, that hurt. <laughs> Not feeling say. good about it. Yeah, oh well. It Sorry. is what it is. So get, get it together, Chargers. Yeah, that's the idea. We're yeah. just back. We'll come yeah. through. All right, moving on to two teams now that... This is a great game because it has ramifications through the whole division. Yeah. We've got the Ravens versus the Browns. Now, Ravens coming off of four, four win, win streak, I think they are. Mm-hmm. Yep, Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator, has got them humming. But we've got the Browns. The funny thing here is I could have basically... I could find stats to support that these teams are both the best defense in the NFL right now. So I could just I could just interchange stats however I want to, and I could convince you that one's better than the other because yeah. it's like 50-50. But I'll, <laughs> I'll just use these two. So the Ravens are first in points allowed. The Browns are first in yards allowed. Mm. So they're, they're the two things here. So basically, the defences knock each other out here. So yep. we're going to the offence to decide this game. And 
what an interesting matchup this will be. So you've got a Deshaun Watson driven team that actually produced some yards last week. It was it was messy, it was clunky, but they still got the job done. The connection between him and Amaro Cooper was really good, but a little bit one dimensional, I think. Uh, we roll over to the offense of the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get this from last week's game. 298 rushing yards they produced. <laughs> Come on. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, they, and that wasn't even all Lamar. <laughs> like, no. They've introduced, they, like, we, like we said, they introduced rookie uh, Keaton Mitchell. And it's just like, oh, okay. You've got more than we, we knew about. So It's like the 49ers pulling one from the store cupboard. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just worked incredibly. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got we've got a blockbuster match here. It's it's got ramifications. We'll get into that. We're going to do that at the end of the episode, talking about the divisions and how it's all stacking up. So I won't I won't hold you to that. But it's just like this is a game that'll be decided by the offenses. I can't wait for it really, but I'm going to sit with the Ravens just based on the the, the threats they have across the field. Yeah, I agree, and I think the Ravens' offense is is going to do more impact on the Browns than vice versa, honestly. I think there's a different standard there, even though the Browns can seemingly pull off games. There is something, as you said there, that, you know, when it looks finesse and it mm. looks magical from a team, you're like, that's because that's what you want in football. When yeah. you want to see... And, that, and that's not what we've had this season. Defense has dominated this whole league. Um, there's touchdowns are lower. Offensive yards are lower than, than a lot of previous seasons. We're missing that magic. And so when you see an offense just get cooking like the Ravens do, and then you see the Browns, who just kind of fight quite messily, you just want to go Ravens all day. You want to back the magic. Yeah, this is this is good cop, bad cop in terms of entertainment here. And yeah. it's a, but the, the one thing is the Browns give you drama because it, it's just, you don't know what's going to happen with them when they turn up. It's like, And again, we've... We haven't seen a consistent quarterback all season. So it's like you're not sure if Deshaun Watson's even going to last the game half the time. So Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. But he had a good game last week. Let's see if he can re- reproduce that to have this go to some level of level of competition. Otherwise, I'm worried we'll just see another blowout by the Ravens <laughs> at some point. So um, Five win streak. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Moving on to the roundup, homie, where we cover every other game we're seeing. Some uh, some real stinkers in here, as <laughs> there usually is. But yeah, let's, but, uh, but what we've learned from our previous weeks is the stinkers can produce some magic. They can. So, they can. Yeah. They can surprise yeah. us. Yeah, so we're just let... telling you what should happen. <laughs> I should have said that before I introduced this game. So we're going back to Germany, after Frankfurt again. For the Patriots home game versus the Colts. So, yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah, I like this a lot. I like that there's still a home game for a team. So That's ridiculous. But I've, um, you know, on paper, this is pretty much pen it up to, pen it to the Colts. Obviously, the Patriots cannot score. The Colts can score. Yeah. Win. Win. But I found I found something to see if I can sway you towards the Pats here. So here's one for be you. something big. <laughs> A Bill Belichick team has never lost in Europe. Is Tom Brady uh, playing at the time? I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's only three. The sample size is three and zero, so it's not really. It's you not can't really. Trust those Belichickian stats. <laughs> yeah, so, especially this year. Yeah, but I I think it's very unlikely. Uh, 
eight of the last nine games they have not scored above 20 points I see um, I see Gardner Minshaw becoming a cult hero for the German fans. I don't know why. Ah, a cult uh, hero. What Very nice. Oh, I'm, not even needed today. I'm not even needed this. What have I woken <laughs> up to? I'm, I'm alive today. But uh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon they'll fall in love with him? I reckon he could be someone. I think they could. I think, you know, after you come off watching the Chiefs Dolphins, and you're like, oh, yeah. I couldn't get tickets to the first game. I've got Pat's Colts. And you're like, oh, it's yeah. a bit of a bummer. You're going to get around Gardner and, and anyone who's throwing touchdowns. I hope they put on a show for the Germans. That'll be fun. Who did you take? Colts. Yeah. I was like, go to the next game, but I thought I'd better ask for the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me take you over to Minnesota, where the Vikings host the New Orleans Saints. Of course, the biggest headline in this game is the success of journeyman quarterback Joshy Dobbs and his debut for the Vikings last week. The real question is, can he keep it going and get the Vikings a win over the scrappy and painful Saints? You know, they're just we talk about it every week. They're a fascination and and frustration with us. I think it, you know, there's not much we know about Dobbs and his potential with the Vikings. Um, he hadn't had one practice with them, one snap at all before the game. Um, he didn't even know anyone's names, as he said in the press conference uh, afterwards. He continued to throw touchdowns. He led them to victory. It was a big thing. Um, but it reminded me of Baker Mayfield, homie, who we saw get signed last year. 48 hours later, yep. he was at the Rams, and he came yeah. in and won a really clutch game. But then after then, wasn't really able to achieve much. And so, you know, there's no guarantee. But I do think Dobbs in the Vikings is a little bit better than Baker in the Rams last year. Now Dobbs has the pressure. It's not like a come in, you can just play. There's no real expectation. You were a backup to the backup. There's actually a lot of heat on him now. The headlines are all around him. But he gets an extra week of practice with the Vikings. Do you think he's? Do you think this is better? Do you think this is? He's got a chance against the Saints here. I don't think Lightning's going to strike twice, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be in the game. I think. I think he'll repeat. Like rinse and repeat in terms of his energy, his output. He he is, he's a high intellect. Like he's not someone. I think he knows himself really well. So I think he's gonna mm. he's gonna produce. I, I just don't think when you look at the again, we always look at the Saints and we go, nah, too many, too many stars, too many. Yeah. Well, mine is like they just keep winning. Yeah. And anytime you think they're out of the game, they just come back. Yeah, and it's like you always. On paper, you put them up against the other team on paper, and you go, "No, nah, they're, they're they're way better balanced. They're way more. They got way more power players, uh, better players. They're more broad across the field, and they mm. and they keep producing. But it's just got to be good energy tag for the Vikings now. I think Dobbs is <laughs> he'll be better for the run. I I see him. I don't see him phased by the pressure because I don't. I still don't think there is any on the Vikings. I think I think they are uh, open to play however they need to for the rest of the season because no one's expecting them to make the playoffs from here. Yeah, I think Saints here, same old story. They have a good enough team to conquer the game, but it's never pretty. But they continue to secure wins. Um, I want to go Vikings for the narrative, and it's a, it's a bit more fun, oh, but I, I think I'm going Saints, unfortunately, because they just keep doing it even if I don't want them to. Yeah, I, I want to go the Vikings just because f- love for Dobbs, but mm. it, it's the Saints that get based on based on when you truly look at the game properly. 
not saying they won't create an upset, but it will be yeah. an upset. No, I think it, it's an interesting one to watch and, and keep an eye out on uh, how that one develops. Uh, moving on to confusing teams. We've got the Steelers versus the Packers here. Yes, Green Bay are on the road to Pittsburgh. An important game here for the Steelers because as we're getting into divisions, they need to stay in touch with the others in the AFC. And that means winning these games. Pittsburgh. Oh, they are a weird team. They are basically winning games, but the stats tell you they've lost. It, it is... Yeah. Their defense is the only thing keeping them in the game. They keep they they've kept every team under twenty one this season. I think it is, but we see an offense that just cannot produce anything. It is it is hard going at Pittsburgh at the moment. It's it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we talked about it a lot in the recap. Uh, you know, painfully slowly and only just is how they win these games, and. The co- like you know that that's that's Mike Tomlin's record. He's had a, yeah. it's over ten years. I can't remember how many years it is of having a winning season, meaning yeah. more wins than losses. He grinds this team through. Obviously, that defense is is the stronghold. I don't even enjoy. Like, I like Kenny Pickett. I like the Steelers as a, a my one of my little backup teams. But I don't enjoy picking them for these games because it, I go to watch them and it just kind of sucks. It's, it's a, a very hard. it's a very strange scenario when you're wanting the defense to be on the field more than the offense. So it's like <laughs> well, I just want a touchdown. Here. Yeah, it's like the, this could have definitely be a team where the defense just scores more points than the offense and wins the game. Like this. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we're you know it looks like a good matchup because the Packers come off a win last week. I think this is a very different game for them. They're going to have so much more pressure than they got from the Rams. Uh, TJ Watt's going to bring it to the house. Good luck. Like, that's yeah. a, that's Hold a on scary to your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, after we saw that no helmet sack last week, I think we're all a bit nervous. Um, uh, it's a bit scared. I, I, I'm even nervous to watch the games with him on the field. So, uh, but I think with Christian Watson, um, he's questionable for this game. I just think it, the balance is only option there. Yeah, it's really there's there's really it's basically the the defense versus everyone else, uh, Pittsburgh defense versus everyone else, and they should win that. So I'll sit with the Steelers until I can see anything that can move me off it. I'm wearing the shirt, so I'll back the Steelers as well. Okay, moving on to a game that's a little bit easier to to review here. It's the Bengals versus the Texans. Um, Cincinnati hosting them, uh, and if the Bengals play like they have been. This could be just a brutal game, homie. Um, I think CJ's playing incredibly. We all know that. He's having an outstanding rookie season. Uh, there could be a little threat to the Bengals if they don't quite get off into that start, but I just can't, the way they've been playing, I think the Texans' defense is going to be playing, working overtime <laughs> to, to try and contain this offense. But Jamar Chase, questionable right now with a back injury, I believe. Yeah, it's not structural, so they should. They're saying day to day, so I would be very surprised if he didn't line up in some capacity. He may not play a full game, but I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't line up. Hypothetical. I, do you think without Chase, the Bengals can still win this game? Yeah, yeah, I do think. I think. I think this is actually quite a blockbuster game. It it should sit with a, probably a bit more of a lens because it's because yeah. we're seeing an up and comer. Versus, they kind of got some attributes similar, CJ and um, and uh, uh, Burrow. They got some attributes you kind of say, "Ooh, these could be two guys that battle each other 
in, yeah. in the future. Give it two to three years. Yeah, yeah. Be- yeah. But I, I think the problem for the Texans is the Bengals are going to be on point now because everyone saw last week's game. Like yeah. you, ca- I think everyone. It was a big surprise last week, and the Bengals won't get surprised this week if that makes sense. So, I feel like, I feel like it'll just. I feel like it'll be a good game though. Let's just keep the hope the Texans keep playing like they have been because yeah, that's all I want out of this. Entertaining, and, and just remember as well. Currently, the Bengals sit at the bottom of the AFC North, and this isn't just an easy clap game. They've got to win this game, and they've got to win every game yeah. to get as close as they can to the top seed. Um, but we'll go through that, as we said, at the end of the show. All right, Cad. The the volume's going to go down a little bit here because this What's one's going tough. On, homie? Oh, this is tough for me, mate. Tell me. I've got the Bucks. You've just, I, I've stitched myself. That's enough. I think that's I, that you've said it all. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. First the Titans. Oh, no. <laughs> these, oh, are my two, these are my two bogey teams. I uh, cannot pick them this year. I don't. I think I'm one... I think I'm one for sixteen on these two. Like every <laughs> <laughs> and and the scariest thing of all, they're both coming off painful losses last week. So mm. great time to meet for these two teams. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is fit and healthy for the Titans, but that doesn't matter because he is now the backup. It is Will Levis all the way for the Titans. Now they have oh named boy. him. They've named him as their number one. Um, two questions for me here, Cad. Can each team fix up what they, what lost them last week? For the Jeez. Bucks, can they stop a rookie quarterback from blowing the game up? Yeah. Uh oh, we've oh. got a we've got a rookie quarterback playing this game. <laughs> 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 can the Titans score enough points to get over the top of the Bucks, who average over twenty? Mm. Over to you, Derrick Henry. Yes, it's, it's going <laughs> to be on your back, right? Yeah, uh, I just think he's constantly the two- questionable and then playing. I think every yeah. week as I yeah. get a notification on my fantasy team, yeah. it's, just, it's hurting him. This attrition that he goes through to to get through it. You're right. I, I think get your coin out and polish it because I don't know which way oh, this game's going to go. Not even- I keep tipping the bucks and they never do it. And yeah, it's just frustrating me right now. I'll, I'll do something for the people out there. I'll um, oh actually, this is I've got a I've got a draw. That's our. That's how bad. You're calling an overtime tie. I'm just done with it. That's it. Is it, is it, is it 21 <laughs> to 21 or something like that? Like, is it even that high a score? Oh, uh, it should be. What? Let's do. Let's do seven. So let's do 24. Yeah, 24. Yep. 24 piece overtime. Okay. Uh, I just think I'm worried about. It. I've got nothing for this other than good luck to everyone. So pick one right now. Don't have to lock it in. Oh no! I'll, go- uh, I'll go the Bucks because. The, then the Titans will win. So, <laughs> but if I go the Titans, then the Bucks, then will the Bucks will win. So, <laughs> it's all right, everyone. That, that's a great one for you. Good luck to you all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm so glad we've helped. <laughs> In an NFC East matchup that doesn't have the glory of the last one we saw, the Cowboys line the Giants up for what should be an easy win here at home. Cowboys are going to take this game and their matchup next week against the Panthers as easy tickets to build their way through and into the playoffs. I really like, I just don't know what's left here for the Giants. Daniel Jones obviously came back briefly and then injured out for the season. DeVito, I believe, is the quarterback we keep yeah, seeing. They've named him. Yep. Um, it's sadly not much that they can really offer up here, but barrel towards uh, the end of the, the ladder. 
I don't have much more to add to this. The Cowboys just need to get it done decisively, keep their players healthy. Yeah, this this will be... This is where... This will help the Giants go to the bottom. That's all it will do. <laughs> like, that's why the questions are around the Cardinals. because And the Giants are kneeling on the first play. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> well, they've underarmed it to the offense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they even need to try that. I think it's not. No team actually professionally takes. They're just not good enough, and this team is not good enough. Like, no, and, and it's and it sucks to see you know someone you love very much, Saquon Barkley, just oh. have to go down with the ship. You know, you just wish the, the Giants would trade him out, uh, something like that. But who knows what the go is there? Sad one. Go on, Cowboys. Moving on to the Seahawks versus Commanders. Two teams coming from different places. Commanders on momentum. Seahawks coming off a smashing. We all thought the official onside pad team, Commanders, had traded away their season. But it was not over yet. No, no, they have a different story. They're keeping our love alive here after they take down the uh, take down the Pats last week. Uh, can they create another upset here, Ken? I think it's a real tough game the official team of onside punt the Washington commanders here because Seahawks that defense I think is aggressive it's wily but you know who's just wild weird and inconsistent is the commanders who, who oh, can do this Sam Howe you can do anything <laughs> you are a crazy kid I, I think, think the, I don't think it's really tough uh, the pressure valve is definitely off the commanders not off the coach but off the commanders after they they put basically put up the white flag and said our season's done when they they told mm. everyone that's what happens when you well, start we're training. starting the rebuild here yeah yeah but they they're facing a a Seahawks that was it let's just say embarrassed by the Ravens like mm-hmm. but saying all this I think I've got to go back to the Seahawks this is again a tough one now. Whoa, 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 whoa. The first time we're, we're talking about the official team of Onside Punt. Yeah. And, and, you, and you've gone against them. I know. And you know it's hard for me to do that because they're in our official team and I have trouble tipping against the team I support. So. Um, but you're doing it twice this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh my gosh. This is this is bad. I've, so I've gone against my two teams and a draw. Woof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this it's is a outrageous. Rough week. Uh, but I, I'm actually quite nervous overall for our, our team, the Commanders. I think a daunting stretch after this, Cad. I think we go 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you said it, but it took a while to sink in from the last episode <laughs> to now. And I'm just like, oh, this is a genuine. It is probably a game they need to win to keep their playoff chances alive. Uh, but I feel like it's more important to the Seahawks to get back on their momentum. So they're going to come out with a vengeance. But upsets could be all over this competition. Yeah, I, I see the Seahawks as a more consistent team. Yeah. Uh, I actually like them to win this game. But the Commanders can't count them out at any time. They've taken it to the Eagles and nearly won <laughs> two games in a row. So let's see. Let's see how we go. All right, the Raiders... We'll be hosting what I reckon is going to be just an absolutely raging home game. Well, would that against be the Jets this week? Because they're celebrating, homie. Oh, they're partying. They're oh. keen as. I thought you were referencing the F one. It's because oh no, not at it, all. It's in town right now too, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it should be lining like, up for this weekend, I think. Yeah, so it'll all coincide pretty much, I think. Oh, uh, actually, yeah, that is next weekend, I think. Oh, next weekend. So that is probably... next weekend. Yeah, no. Mm. What I'm talking about is. What we all very much know is 
coach is gone. They've come out, hit a win with their new interim coach. There's this new energy in the Raiders, mm. as you said, were partying in the locker room like they just won the Super Bowl. Mm. And it was just a week nine game. And I don't know. I think the Jets are, you know, they're very embarrassed at the moment after their, their poor effort against the Chargers on uh, Tuesday. You know, they'll be vengeful. They were looking to put themselves in the good books, but can you imagine what that stadium's going to be like with oh. all the Raiders fans set on a new turf? Like they, they don't care, I think, at the moment. They've got no expectations of themselves. No. They've got to want to work hard for their new coach and, and get after it. I expect the Jets to play better and their defense to be better than how they played last week. Robert Sala clearly does as well. Um, but will they be able to do enough to push back the Raiders who have got this new energy at the moment, homie? Oh, I... The Jets are, are nothing from what I saw the other day. Just their, like, I'm talking offense mainly here, but it's just, they could not produce anything. It's like, and you look under the lid, and Zach Wilson just looks like a frightened kid. Like, it is. Yeah, we, uh, we, we were calling during the game, and yeah. just scared little boy under that helmet. Oh, he is peaking. His eyes are, and I, I know, and, the other reason I think they keep trucking out old Aaron Rodgers is it's like to give the fans some hope. He's coming back. He ain't coming He's still back here. Yet. He doesn't have crutches on. Yeah. He's still yeah. here. Yeah. He's well, not coming back. He, they, they'd be fools to put him back this year. The guys, they just need to keep the hope alive. The guy's got... Um, he's hiding like he's protected. He's, he's wearing shoes two sizes bigger because he's hiding. He's like a giant cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I was really going to have a competition. You, you know, like when you've got a you got to guess where the baby's like born, what date it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where's Aaron? Where's Aaron? Doing, just go into a sweep. <laughs> yeah, where's Aaron Rodgers going to return and do the dates? So I might chuck <laughs> that up on the socials. But getting back to your main question, I think the Raiders are going to be the disruptors of the rest of this season. They are out to just take off any team they can at the moment. I'm, mm. I'm actually a little bit excited for it because it's like they've finally got that Raiders image that I'd always thought yeah that had. we always yeah yeah we miss i might even, i might even get a lid i'm, I'm you know like no, no i'm joking i'm joking no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no they're, they're quite joyous i think they'll just try and disrupt the rest of this season i think they'll i think they'll pen in the the jets to keep them and to another shutout of in terms of touchdowns and just try and roll them because they're scoring points now yeah, Aiden O'Connell, great game, stepping up into the starting QB spot. 209 yards, zero interceptions, however, zero passing touchdowns. Facing the Jets' defense, if they wake up, that's a tough game for him instantly. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he had a blinder of a game, two tutties last week, really looking for him to repeat that. Um, I'm really hoping to see Aiden actually connect with Devontae this week, put on a show for us, even if... Devontae's playing a little bit lower. I don't know if Aiden has that arm to reach him in those long balls that we love seeing from Devontae Adams. Um, when I wrote this, I was leaning Jets, oddly, as a, a comeback, and I listed here, I can't justify it. It's no. just where my gut was on this one. Um, the, the Raiders are just more exciting at the moment. They're a much more fun to see, team to see. The disruption, as you said, I like that energy from them. Max Crosby staring into those yeah. little baby eyes of Zach Wilson across the line. Like, that's just going to be oh, messy. He'll be hungry, hungry, yeah. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a, a scary man, as we know. So I'm, I've not quite made my decision here yet. I think I like the Raiders now that we've talked about it. I think I'll go that way. Yeah, I'll sit with the Raiders. I just cannot see 
for me, it'd be a massive upset if the Jets get this. So, in terms of what I've seen, in terms of output. Moving on to the last game of this week, 10. Uh, we've got the Bills versus the Broncos. The Bills are at home to the Broncos. You know, Bills Mafia thinking this should be a good game for the to boost our stats up. Yeah. But the warning lights are on the Bills at the moment. Like this this mm. season, yeah, no one's fully confident in the Bills at the moment. Uh, and I also want to take you back a couple of weeks ago. We're we're going to remember that the the Broncos knocked off the Chiefs. You know what can old Coach Payton develop here and get over the top of the Bills here? You know it's like I, I want to just say Bills flat out, but I'm just going to re- remind everyone that you know there's the something. Bro- there's something there. The Broncos have kept their teams to 20 over the last three weeks. Bills, you better get this done. Because if you drop this, you've you got the fourth hardest schedule coming home. I know we say it every week. Get it done, Bills. But, oh. Yeah, this, this is tough. To go at, up against the Broncos, who are bottom of their div, at the home. Chargers and the Raiders. Yeah. Like it, it's not looking good there. But there, they can pull off these wins. Um, they might be due for one, homie, if we yeah. use the cursed words. Yeah. Um, and the Bills aren't inspiring much hope there. You know, you're going for a huge gamble if you tip in the Broncos, like a massive risk, but it could turn out for you. No, Not many people are going to do that. And if you want to jump up your tipping comps, maybe that's the way to go, homie. And is I'll that misleading the listeners? That is, because I'm telling I'm going Bills everybody. Yeah, I'm going Bills too. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the game. <laughs> but you just don't know in this world of the NFL. this week big teams are out as you notice Chiefs Eagles Dolphins and Rams won't be making an appearance but let's go homie and look to the future at the divisional catch-up yeah we need to let the people know where their team is sitting within this this weird and wonderful playoff system that is more confusing than most uh but <laughs> it also means we need to discuss it Kate. halfway point. absolutely um I'm thinking you know quick refresher for our onside punt rookies in how this works. Uh, now I'm going to speak directly to you, the listener. I'll say this as clear as I can. Uh, have you got a pencil? Me neither. That's okay. Just sit back. Try take this in. There's two conferences that make up the NFL. The NFC and the AFC. Each of these conferences have four divisions. Stay with me now. There are eight divisions in total with four teams apiece. To get into the playoff, you need to have the best win-loss record in your division. So then with eight divisions, you have eight teams going directly into the playoffs. But there are four more spots up to grab for, you know, your wild card options. So basically, it's these two teams in each conference with the best record who didn't win their division. If you didn't get that, I recommend looking it up visually. It's a little bit harder audibly. Um... The only other thing important to note is the two teams with the best record overall in each conference, they skip the first week of the playoffs. They're the first seed. They get a little bye week going in. So to apply it to how we sit right now, homie, Chiefs are 7-2 and two in the AFC. The Eagles are 8-1 and one in the NFC. If it goes the way we're talking about it, they go straight into the second round of the playoffs while the other teams battle it out. Homie, can you give us who sits in the AFC playoffs as of this week? As of this week, we have Bengals five and three, Ravens seven and two, mm-hmm. Browns five and three, Jags six and two. 
Steelers, five and three. <laughs> Wild. Dolphins, six and three. And you're probably thinking, I mean, you've said three teams from the same division there. It's and actually th- four, isn't it? It's actually four. Correct. You missed one. Uh, <laughs> I was too fast for you. <laughs> so the, that is the AFC North. Yeah, where every team has gone in. And I believe we saw that possibly last year on the NFC side. All of those teams, as you said, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers, the Ravens are top of their div. They're going straight through. But the Bengals, Browns, and Steelers have the best record in the league, in the yeah. in the AFC, but they're only at five and three, all of them. It's, yeah. And as you said, there's that matchup we're looking at between Ravens and Browns, and it, it can really disrupt this whole playoff thing. Yeah, so we're talking, so I'll, I'll clarify again. So AFC East, the Dolphins are on top there. The mm. Bills are still a contender at five and four, but unlikely to make any. They could very much drop off the face of the earth. So five and four, and then you've got all the NFC North at five and three. So it's just going to be, it's basically going to be, you could not drop a game now if you're one of these two teams. And now they're all versus each other again as well. So yeah. the AFC North is just going to be carnage for the rest of the season. They're going to be, Causing havoc all the way through. It, it's really hard to gauge, but it'd be crazy yeah. if it'll be the first. I think it's the first time ever if if it happens that four teams make it through. But all four, yeah. Uh, it's it's really hard to track. The AFC is seemingly harder than the NFC at the moment to make the playoffs. It was the same last year when you saw the juggernauts. Um, because, you know, last year it was the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Jags were coming through, Dolphins and Ravens. It, it, that's Last season, that was a tough matchup of teams. Seeing the Steelers being a potential playoff candidate is pretty disappointing at this current juncture. And we have a lot of season to go, though. That is a lot of season to go. Yeah, you've still got... So Bills, Jets, Chargers, Texans, all in the hunt right now. All in the hunt. Even the Colts, you could probably put in that. Maybe, maybe not, but it's it's going to be a crazy finish to this season in terms of what who's actually going to come out. And every every game now is important, so that's why we're highlighting different games in the AFC North because that's the one that's going to decide which teams get through a lot. So, yeah, the only teams that are different than last year's AFC at the very end is uh, the Chargers and Bills missing with Steels and Browns in their place. But let's have a look at the NFC homie number one seed as we said we've got the Eagles at eight and one then you've got Vikings five and four Lions six and two Cowboys five and three 49ers five and three Seahawks five and three and the Saints at five and four now this looks more right to me even though the AFC is tougher the spread of teams I'm seeing in the NFC I'm feeling better about being in the playoffs what do you think you can understand it more. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, I can see it and go, yes, you know, Eagles, Lions, 49ers, Saints, all top of their div. Easy. Understand that. That's where they sit. Yes, the others have work to do. Like, so you mm. really only the Cowboys are probably the one that you think are challenging those four. You're comfortable with the rest being wild cards, you know? Yeah. And it's a good reminder that Dobbs is sitting in a team that's currently poised for the last spot in the playoffs. With the Vikings there. And, yeah. you know, if they can get something going on, they Dobbs has a chance to, to take the team up there. Seahawks, it's an interesting one. Saints, we know that they are top of that funky little division that they've got rolling around in the uh, NFC. 
And, and look, that could switch places, but if the Saints keep winning games, it's really them up against the Falcons or the Bucks here. Uh, but really the Falcons and... Oh my god! If Arthur Smith gets into the playoffs, I'm <laughs> tearing my hair out. The thing I find harder with the NFC is when you look at the teams still in the hunt. You've got the Commanders, Falcons, Tampa Bay, and Green Bay, and you're like, "Ooh, few of those don't deserve to be in the hunt." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's where I struggle. I don't want to see that. But then you look at the AFC and you're like, "Oh, but if the Bills get it together, then yeah, like that, that makes sense to me. They're in yeah. the playoff." Um, you'd think the Bills would be over the Steelers in the AFC. You look at the top four of the AFC, so Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, and you can mm. you think, oh, that's a that's a that's a pretty like good top that. four. I right? like that. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, the ba- where's the Bengals? Oh, they're, they're still coming. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. that gets tasty, right? You know. Whereas it's like, whichever way it goes, it's going to be. A, an outstanding finish to this season but it's good to just get a lens of like where everyone's sitting and most teams still have a do you want me to say it? mathematical chance <laughs> <laughs> it is probable there yeah. is a problem <laughs> so I, I think it's great to get a little bit of a little bit of a catch up on where everyone's sitting well what's great is if you can see that first race we've got Bengals versus Ravens that we put in the AFC is we see a hint of that matchup if it does come to fruition mm. in week 11 already we're starting to see who can happen and it would be so disappointing in the first round of the playoffs if the Bengals or the Ravens get knocked out oh and then they're gone forever and, and that's the that's a, a really tough thing with the NFL playoffs that you can't get your head around is not every team plays every team in the regular season and you can have a great team or a really bad team in the NFC that you'd love to see a matchup with the AFC. It doesn't happen. They're in two separate conferences and they just come together at the Super Bowl for supremacy. And AFC have done a pretty damn good job of winning it year to year. So it's a tough, tough one. It's a real tough one. And it's, uh, it is hard to get your head around that, that you may never see a matchup. Like like uh, the Chargers Lions, I think they've only played four times in the past, like since two thousand and seven. It's crazy, right? It's crazy, yeah. and and then to know a final series starts and you, like they're never going to swap sides. Like I think that's mentally <laughs> hard to get your head around. It's like, oh, so when I lose, I'll go win. I'll go versus them, right? No, no, no. You stay in your you stay in your conference until yep. Only one goes through to the Super Bowl from your conference, so it's a, it, oh. it, it's a tough, and you can get locked up in a division like you know the Saints. Being in the NFC, they would never see the playoffs in the past few years if they were in the AFC West because mm. they were locked up by the Chiefs at the top there, super dominant. Same with the Eagles up there. The Cowboys could be number one seed in other divisions the past few years, but they've got the Eagles sitting on top of them, sitting pretty, and they've yeah. got to fight for that win-loss record. When you convinced me to go for the Chargers, you didn't tell me there's a little team sitting above us called the Chiefs, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's always the bridesmaid. It's a, it's a yeah, yeah, never the bride. That's yeah, for sure. I don't even think the judges are a bridesmaid, honestly. Well, what's that leave you as the page girl? <laughs> <laughs> the, not page the flower boy? girl looks pretty, but doesn't really do much. Yeah, cute. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, homie, let's wrap her up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. And remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Thank you, homie. I'll be seeing you this weekend, my friend. Ah, I can't wait. We'll see you in Sydney. Make sure you turn the weather on, please. I'll do my best. 
Oh, how was that movie out of 10? Oh, the Marvels last night? Yeah. I'd give it an 8. Ah. I really liked it. Big Good. things for the Marvel Universe there. Mm-hmm. Get around it. Done. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>